greatly improved if people take notes. That's what the statistics say. And also the key is the intention of the listener. So I think we've got great um, opportunities to really now take what we're going to say here on board. This morning, look, I'm going to share with you one of the great, about one of the greatest commodities ever given to mankind. It's more valuable than gold, more valuable than diamonds or money. It has the capacity to transform people, situations, and destinies. It can shape your world and life. But as with all commodities, you have to use it to enjoy its benefits. Are you with me so far, everyone? Are you interested to know what it is? What is this commodity? It's the commodity of faith. Faith is the commodity I want to share with you. What is faith? Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What can it do? Well, Matthew 17.20, part B says, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. That's what it can do. Isn't that something? Well, how do we get it then? How do we get this faith? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Romans 10, 17. Are you with me so far, everyone? Everyone making notes? Have you got those three scriptures already written down? Good, good, good. <laughs> um, we're saved through faith. It says in Ephesians 2, 8, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Amen. Uh, we can't live for God without faith. It says uh, in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So we've got to have that faith uh, to live for God. We can't walk without faith. You know, it says in 2 Corinthians 5.7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Are you with me, everyone? Everyone okay so far? Everyone happy? <laughs> okay. Um, we can't please God without faith, you know. Well, it says in Hebrews eleven six, it says, But without faith it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Praise be to God. <laughs> now, did you know that faith is meant to grow? In 2 Thessalonians 1.3, it says this, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you abounds towards each other. Now then, amen? I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, you know, when faith grows exceedingly, the love of every one of you abounds towards each other. You know, that little presentation that we had was an evidence of love for each other. You know, that's, that's what it looks like. 
Yesterday, we heard about the love that embraced Adi and um, his lovely family as they arrived here. Um, they were well loved. You know, I, I felt really loved, you know, when I was invited around to Mo's house. We had that lovely food. It was lovely. Thank you so much. I felt loved. And we have a, a loving church, and love really is our key. You know, love is so important for us as a fellowship. We have to walk in love. But it's not the soppy love of the world. It's the love of God. It's the agape love as described in the New Testament. And that love says this, you can't do anything that's going to stop me loving you. I haven't found that easy at times. I, I, you know, naturally, I'm a bit of a hothead. You know, when I grew up, my, my mum was the one who says, if anyone hits you, make sure you hit them back twice as hard. Punish them. <laughs> I was a softie, you know. I was a chess playing golfer, you know. But surprises came <laughs> down the road. <laughs> And I think that there's something of that uh, fiery side to me. It's still there. Um, but I thank the Lord that he taught me about his love and that how I could commit to this love. And now I commit my life with that same passion, but to love people and love them regardless to the way they are. Now, it's been difficult, and I think for me, especially difficult in the church body, you know, when we've had people who've, you know, been mean to us and, and unfair, and, and you think that, you, you know, you, you, you're always kind to them, always nice to them, and the next thing you know, they, they treat you like dirt, you know? I mean, that's been difficult at times for me, you know? And, um, you know... It's not always been easy, you know. I, don't, I didn't feel like, oh, well, I love, I love them. I actually felt like I wanted to punch them in the face. Okay, am I, am I, should I have said that? Should, should I have said it? I'm just being honest, okay? I'm being honest with you. I'm being I don't need to put on a pretense to be someone I'm not. I'm not putting on a pretense. I'm just who I am, okay? Jesus, he loves me. I'm, I'm special to him. Amen. And so are you. Amen. <laughs> so it's okay. And, and, you know, I know that's not right. You know, so I, I go to the Lord and I say, Lord, I'm sorry. I don't really don't want to think those thoughts and I don't want to say that. And, you know, that's, that's life. I'm, you know, that's the way it is. And, and that's why I'm saying what I said at the start of this service. That's why it's so important for us to be in fellowship together to be encouraging one another every day, if we can have opportunity to do that, you know, because we've been bombarded with a different perspective from out there. But if we're going to be winners in life and victorious, as he has called us to be, then we have to yield daily to his word. And he, and we do that, you know, not by our feelings. You see, my feelings feel one way, but I'm not going with my feelings. I'm going by faith. My walk is a faith walk, not a feelings walk. 
So I'm not going with my feelings. I'm going with my faith. And my faith leads me because, now listen to this, this is important, because I made a really strong decision to live by the word. So then it becomes much easier. You've got to make a quality decision, though, to live by the word. Now that's going to change the way you talk. You can't live by the word and talk the same way. Impossible. Because the word will govern your mouth. You can't talk the same way and, 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 and make a quality decision to live by this word. You, you can't behave the same way. You can't entertain those same thoughts. If, if they come, they'll be changed by this word. The word will say, no, no. And, and you'll, have to, you'll have to remove them and yield if you're walking in faith. And that's the reality of this battle that we're in. It's a spiritual battle, and it's a battle that's in the mind. So the spiritual warfare takes place in the mind. Now, yes, there's demons. Yes, it manifests in other things. But predominantly for you and I, it takes place in the mind first. And when our minds are yielded to his word, we will produce as bodies the life of Christ. Okay? And when we produce the life of Christ, that's when he uses us to do his will. Now, it's very important that we walk in love towards one another. I'd say this, okay, you don't have a choice but to walk in love towards your brothers and sisters. There's no choice. If you're a believer, you must walk in love. You must. If you don't walk in love, know this and know this clear, you're not a believer. You may say prayers to Jesus, you may claim Jesus as your Lord, you can talk about it all you like. What you've got is religion. Because the Bible tells me that that's what this means. In fact, let's just read it. I, I just want to read this for you. 1 John 4. Come with me to 1 John 4. As we just go through this here, I'm going to read from verse 12 of 1 John 4. It says this, No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us his Holy Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Now watch this. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Amen. As he is, so are we in this world. I tell you what, we've got to get our understanding 
out of religious thinking and into this Word of God. And in this Word of God, it says that as He is, it's talking about Jesus, so are we in this world. That's what we are. We're, we're walking, we're talking manifestations of Christ in this world. You say, well, I don't feel like I'm that. Well, what I'd say is this. Well, have you yielded to that? It's not automatic. It takes yielding. It takes a yielding to that to produce that. But I'll tell you this. If you yielded in that way, things start to happen. God gives you his will. His will manifests in you. You know things that you couldn't know otherwise. You, you, the Lord tells you to do this and do that, and, and, and things happen because he's living in you. That's what happens when God really is alive in you. He manifests out. And, and I know that that's where we are as Living Faith Church. I know that is for you because I know that's why you're here this morning. And, you know, that's proof. That's all the proof God needs. This is for you. And so... And so he says this, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. You're not meant to be tormented by anything. Live in faith and love. Amen? But he who, yeah, but watch this. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If you're a Christian believer, you don't have a choice whether you love someone or not. You must love them, regardless of how they are. And for those people who've been mean and those people who've been uncharitable and just wicked, just plain old wicked lying and just devilment, you know what I do? I love them. I love them, and I make a decision to love them, and I pray for them. I pray that the Lord would bless them. I pray the Lord would help them. I pray the Lord would give them success. And I really, at the start when I pray those things, I don't feel like it. I feel like punching them in the nose. I'm being honest. <laughs> but I won't go with my feelings. I'll go with my faith. And my faith tells me, I must not yield to that wickedness. I must yield instead to faith. And I must bless people and I must love people. And agape love is loving someone. This is what the word means in Greek. That word love, which you've been reading, is agape. And it means this, unconditional love towards someone else. It doesn't matter how they treat me. My responsibility is to love them because Jesus Christ loved me and gave himself for me. And because I follow him now, I'm going to love them regardless to how they treat me. And that's the powerful, most powerful thing any human being can do. They follow Jesus. You know, I think of Jesus hanging on the cross there. You know, Jesus is hanging on the cross and he looks down, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. What a testimony to love, the power of love. So watch this now. 
This is leading up to my final point as we come to conclusion here. And the final point is very important. This is very important for your life. This can change your life. Okay? Watch this. The word, the, the just live by faith. Okay? Romans 1.17. For in the righteousness of God, the righteousness of God is, re is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Watch this. That word and the word for faith that we've been reading in all these scriptures I've quoted is pistis. That's the word in the Greek. And it means this, and I'm reading from Strong's Dictionary here of the Greek. It is always a gift from God. Faith. Never something that can be produced by people. It's always a gift from God. For the believer, it's God's divine persuasion. And therefore distinct from human belief. Human confidence. But it involves human confidence. Now watch the Lord continuously births faith in the yielded believer so that they can know what he prefers, i.e. the persuasion of his will. Now then, what that means for you is this. If God has been speaking to you, and if God speaks to you, it may be something more than you can think or imagine. But if God has spoken to you about a dream or an idea, maybe he's given you something in your mind that you'd like to achieve, something to do, that could be God birthing it in you. Because that's how faith works. It's his faith. And he births it in you. And what happens is the unyielded human being, the human being who's still in selfishness, self-centeredness, misses it. Because they resist what God is trying to birth in them. So God could be trying to birth all sorts of great things in someone, but they just can't see it. Their mind can't go there. And so they're going to keep on doing it their way. And they miss out on the blessings of God. But a yielded person, someone who's sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, the leading of God, they will be persuaded by that inner voice. I, I, I had a man one time, you know, in, in Arizona. He owned banks, several banks. He owned lots of banks. So how did you get started in that? He said, God told me to do it. So how did God tell you to do it? So when he said, I, I was just in prayer every morning. I get up and I pray and I spend time with God. And I was in that morning, quiet time with the Lord, and I was just worshiping him. And he, he just, just, just told me, why didn't you look into setting up a bank? I thought, never thought of that ever. Never even entered his mind to set up a bank. But in that quiet time, in that yieldedness, in that spending time with God, you see, God spoke something in faith to him. It, it, God speaks it into someone. And then when they're yielded enough to God, they go with that in faith. Do you see how that works? 
He went with it. And he just started buying up banks, many banks. Praise God. And was greatly used then to fund many Christian things. But it came from that yieldedness to God's will. You know, we live boring lives sometimes, you know, because we're not yielded to God. Who wants, hands up if you want a boring old same, if you want to plan your life and you want to know what you're going to do and you're going to do this and you're going to do, who wants that kind of a life, that boring type of life? I don't want it. I like the fact that, you know, A.D. says, you know what? The Lord spoke to me. I love this testimony. The Lord spoke to him. Come and help the man of God out. That's what he said. Go sell everything you have and go buy that field. Sell everything you have, go and buy the field. And now he's moved into that house next door to the church. Hallelujah. That's not boring. <laughs> I love that. Part faith, part chaos. Yeah. There's a well-known preacher. There's a well-known preacher, okay? And I like a quote. And I was, I was researching for this morning... I wrote the quote down, in fact, because I really like the quote that he said. I'll read it out to you. He, he, said, he said this um, because it, 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 sort of, it, it spoke to what we're, we're talking about. He said, let me just pull it up here. He said, um, if I can find it here. Yeah, he said, our faith... Ought to get us into a place where some people think, what on earth are you doing? Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, ex well, that's exactly what this quote says. And this quote says, um, it, it says this, actually, I'll read the quote as it is. It wouldn't be my words. I don't like some, this way of phrasing things, but I'll just read it out for the sake of this. If everybody thinks you're nuts, you may be. It's okay if some think you are. You're probably in trouble if no one thinks you are. You see, most people want to live a life where they, everyone thinks they're just everything's safe, everyone's not, everything's in order, everything's safe, everything. Hey, no, I want to follow the voice of God and I want adventures in faith. And sometimes that will get you to do stuff that just is outside of the ordinary, way outside of the ordinary. Set up a bank, set up some other thing, a TV thing, set up. Um, I was thinking of the man in Iceland who I know there who set up a TV channel. He had no money. He had nothing, no experience in television, nothing at all. And he's in prayer one day on his knees. He spends hours a day. He goes into his closet and spends time in prayer. And the Lord said to him one day, he said, hey, Eric, he said, I want you to set up a television station. He said, oh, he said, I, I thought... 
this can't be God because I don't know much about television. I just want to share Jesus. And he said, and so he continued to pray. And the Lord said it again. I want you to set up a television station. So he, he, in the end, he just relented. And he went to the government and he said, can I have a license for a television station? And he goes in the room. He had to get $400 together for the license. And he walks in the room. And, and the people behind the desk, there's three people behind the desk. And they, they say to him, how much experience do you have in television? I have no experience. He said, well, okay, how many people have you got in your team with experience? I have no team. Uh, how many cameras do you have? I have no cameras. Well, well <laughs> what have you got for this television station for the, to justify us giving you a license? So I, I don't have anything. And they just said, oh, well, they will give him a license. We'll take his $400, you know. And he said that they, they gave him the license, they signed it, gave it to him, took his $400, and as he was walking out of the room, he could hear them all laughing. So he goes back to his, where he prays, he just being obedient to God. It doesn't make sense, this faith stuff. Are you with me? It's not making sense. It's not common sense we're after. It's supernatural faith. <laughs> So he says, so he goes back to his prayer and he's praying and he says, Lord, I have the license. Oh, oh, you know, help me. What do I do? So the phone rings, okay? The phone rings in front of him as he's in prayer and he picks the phone up and there's a voice on the other end of the phone. Now, what had happened was this. There was an aeroplane flying in Reykjavik Airport uh, but they had to land, emergency landing. There was an issue with the plane. So they landed, and the passengers had to get out. And uh, they get out, and they're just in the lobby, and they're reading the newspapers. And they read us, this man reads a story of this bloke who gets a license, but he's got no friends, he's got no experience, he's got no, no idea, but he's got this new license. And it's a sort of mocking story about it, this man. And he thinks, you know what? He wants to evangelize. It did say he wants to evangelize and tell people about Jesus and the love of Jesus. So he, this man phones him up and, and he's in prayer and he just picks up the phone. He feels led to pick up the phone and disturb his prayer. And he says, hello. And on the other end, he says, hi. He said, I'm Paul Crouch and I'm stuck in uh, Reykjavik Airport and I've read this story in the lo local newspaper and uh, what do you need, brother? He said, well, I haven't got anything. He said, well, he said, I'll send you some cameras and I'll send you equipment through. We'll send a plane out and we'll get you set up with this thing. How about that? Would that be okay? I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't make it up, could you? Hallelujah. And they've been on satellite, broadcasting on satellite TV for many years. And I went over there to speak for them. And what a wonderful thing it was, you know. Praise God. But this, I'm talking about the faith walk, everyone. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about the only thing that will please God. I'm talking about the thing that will bring healing into your physical body. I'm talking about a destiny for your children. I'm talking about an adventure in faith beyond what you can think or imagine. It's called the Christian walk. It's the life of faith. It's yours for the taking. Will you take it? Yes. 
You want it? Well, take it. It's free. It's yours. Take it for free, okay? And how do you take it? How do you take it then? You yield. Yield. Yield to the word. Be in the word. Give attention to the word. Make the word very important in your life, okay? Get some things in order in your life. I'm closing. Get this in order. Commitment to the church. Real commitment. Because this Christ's body on earth, that's the system. Listen, that's the system that God planned. Especially a loving, Bible-believing church. If it's not a Bible-believing, loving church, it's not a church. It's, you know, a religion thing. Plenty of those around. Are you still with me this morning, everyone? Yeah. <laughs> make, that your, make God your commitment. Number one priority in life is God. And this is how it manifests. Commitment to his word. Commitment to his church. And commitment to each other. That's what commitment to God looks like. Okay? Yeah. And as we do that, have an expectation. Jesus says, my sheep will hear my voice. And be open, because all things are possible for you. Anything can happen. We've had adventures in faith for many years now, haven't we? I mean, it's been very interesting to see what's happened with us. <laughs> As my grandmother would say, you couldn't make it up. Some of the stuff. Praise be to God. Let's just stand. Let's have a confession, okay? That we all confess this as before the Lord right now in this spiritual atmosphere, okay? Uh, that God ministers uh, to us right now. Father, we thank you then. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the truth of your word. And so we make this now a profession of our faith. Heavenly Father, I yield my life to you that I will be all you've called me to be and do all that you've called me to do through Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, Mark, we were going to finish, weren't we, with that song. Um, but, you know, do we still have those songs that we had midweek?